Welcome to the Boss Life with Bonds podcast. I'm your host, Coach Bonnie, and I'm here to help you level up your mindset, your lifestyle, your career or business all the way up. That starts with your mind and your willingness to embody the most evolved and most expansive version of yourself. Each episode, I'll be diving into the topics you've been avoiding or that you didn't even know needed to be addressed. The topics that have created belief systems that have kept you stuck and that no longer serve you. I'm here to call you out on your BS so you can create a new mindset, a new vision, and ultimately a new life where you are the boss. Let's dive in. What's up and welcome back to another episode of The Boss Life with Bonds. I am your host, Coach Bonnie, and today we are talking about how to feel confident as fuck in your own skin. Um, I know I have a variety of listeners to this. I've got fitness clients. I've got uh, life coaching and mindset clients. I've got entrepreneurs who are, are looking for mindset tips and, and how to persevere through these tough times. And I'm just so excited that all of you guys are here. Uh, do me a favor. If you are watching live, drop a hashtag, I'm here, coach. If you, if something resonates with you, drop some fire emojis in the comments so I know that it's hitting. Uh, if you know someone that needs to hear this, go ahead and share this to them or tag them in it and let them know, like, this is going to help you, sis, give this a listen. All right, so today we're talking confidence in your own skin and happiness. And I'm going to tell you, like, those words kind of are cringeworthy when I hear them, not because I don't believe in being confident. I'm, I'm like the, you know, the, the, the poster child for being confident in your skin, right? Sort of. But I'm also understanding that those are very vague goals. And when your goals are vague, uh, it's almost like a cop out to never reach them. Because if you don't set clear goals, then technically you didn't fail. So then it's okay. And I actually wrote a very tough love post this morning. I wrote two tough love posts, one of them for my fitness clients and one of them for my life coaching and mindset clients. Talked about the same stuff, just with different verbiage. And it basically it boils down to the fact that so many of us women, we, we, if you ask them what they want, you know, 99% of the women that I get on these calls with when they book a consultation or if we're talking in the DMs about their issues, and I'm like, okay, well, how can I help you? Like, what is the need that you have? Like, what are we working towards? Because the clearer your goals are, the clearer the process is going to be. But if you just give me this vague ass fucking goal, like I want to be confident and I want to be healthy. I know it sounds great. Like it's great aspirations. I want to be healthy. But also I need you to understand that that doesn't mean anything. Like that means nothing to your subconscious mind. Because remember, your subconscious mind is like a seven-year-old. So you telling a seven-year-old, I want to be healthy. Think about what that means to a seven-year-old. Real quick, put yourself back in seven-year-old, and if you don't know why I'm referring to your subconscious mind as a seven-year-old, I'm not gonna get into that, but I want you to just Google subconscious mind um, when it stops developing, seven years old, right? Just Google, Google seven years old and subconscious mind and see what kind of information you pull up. So I want you to think about what it means to be healthy <laughs> as a seven-year-old you. It, it's, it may not be very clear, it may not be very structured, it may not really inspire anything to you, right? So we're just gonna leave that there because I just needed you to hear how not compelling that goal is. But nonetheless, um, I get these I get these comments and I get these, these, um, these vague ass goals all of the time. But the problem that I've noticed, the reason why we pick the vague goals, there's one, because we don't wanna fail and um, as long as we do this, then we can, we can do what I did when I was in college. We can be the professional student. Um, I, I, I started Valencia early. I started college at, uh, how old was I? 17. 
I think I started 17. I dropped out. I got, I asked my mom to withdraw me the second I turned 16 so I could get out of high school. And then I think that August is when I enrolled in community college or maybe it was the next year. And I just know it was in the fall and I had to be 16 or 17. And I stayed in community college <laughs> till um, 2009. So I'm not gonna do any math, but I know that it was like five years it took me to get my, um, my AA because I was a professional student. Um, I was terrified of moving on to the next phase of my life. I, I was so proud of starting college early, um, but when it came down to picking what do I want for my life, I couldn't choose. I had everything from I want to be a psychologist to, and after, I don't know what happened, I think working in fast food, um, yeah, I think I worked at KFC Long John's and Sunny's, and after that I was like, nope, don't give a fuck about humans. Don't care what's going on with them, don't care. I got I, I had to get something that makes me money. I can't deal with people anymore. So then I switched to like human resources because I was like, I, I think I'm a good judger of person. Um, and I'm not sure why I changed out of that. But then I switched to, um, I wanna go to med school. I wanna be an OBGYN. So then I started taking a bunch of biology at classes. And then I realized, wait a minute, does that say quantitative chemistry with quantitative analysis? I can't even say the title of that course. We're not gonna make it to med school. <laughs> And then I decided, um, well, I do want a stable career. I'm a mom, so let me go into sonography. And then it just, guys, literally, I changed my major that many times. And from sonography, I finally looked at my transcripts and I was like, bruh, you have enough credits to just get your AA. Get your AA and get the hell out of community college. So I did. So all of that to say, it's very comfortable to pick something that is vague because as long as you've got this vague ass goal, people ask you like, how's your goal doing? How's your weight loss going? How's your business going? You can answer with, yeah, it's going, it's going. I, um, yeah, um, yeah, it's going. It's not going. You're not going anywhere. You're moving in the same fucking place that you were last time. You're just kind of like pivoting uh, focuses, but you're not really defining your focus. So you can pivot as often as you want to, and you can still feel like you're doing stuff. I've got some Greek yogurt in my mouth and it's bothering me. Oh, I finally got it. Cool. Uh, so yeah, we, we, we don't pick a goal because we don't want to fail or it gives us permission to just kind of meander while we're deciding. And that's perfectly fine. But I need you to be aware of it. And I need you to own up to what's happening and stop lying to yourself and telling yourself that you're really making progress when you're really just going around in circles, okay? Here's a good example. I've got, on the other hand, so that, that's one reason why we don't pick clear goals. On the other hand, uh, another reason that I have identified as why we as women probably don't pick goals is because we don't even know like we don't know what we want. When I ask them, can you come up with something more specific for me than happy and confident? And they're like, I, 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 I don't know. I gave two of my clients recently, almost all of them, but recently I gave two of them the homework of taking like a me day or a me couple of hours. And I gave them some, some insight, uh, like prompts to go over and things to do, or like, can you find something that you enjoy doing for the day? And they like, if I could see them in person, these weren't Zoom calls, these are regular calls. I was like, can you find something that you enjoy doing? And it was like, if I had asked them the, the you know, some kind of rocket science equation to launch the lock, like, it was like, what? Like, I don't know what to do in my free time. Well, I can't, I can't, well, I wanted to journal, but I couldn't focus. And I wanted to do some like inner work, but like, I couldn't focus. And, and, I, and I thought I'd want to go to the beach, but I didn't like that. And I didn't like this. And I'm just like, wow, they really, one, either don't know who they are. They're so entrenched in this identity of mom, wife, employee, um, per whatever the world knows you as. You're so like entrenched in this identity that you don't even know what the fuck you want. So when I ask you what your goals are and they're so vague, like happy and confident, it's because it's the best thing you can come up with. 
because you really don't know who you are because you have spent the majority of your life either people pleasing, uh, pushing what you really want down, being afraid to say what you really want because you're afraid it's gonna sound stupid when I need you to know like, I will I will be your poster child for your ideas are not stupid and crazy. When I started telling, when I had to look my mentor in the face and he said, what are you trying to build? And I said, the number one personal development platform for women. Do you know how much I wanted to crawl into a ball like a little girl and just hide with my tail behind my legs? Like that's crazy, like that is insane. One, I don't really know anything out there that's like it yet to the number one like really who are you girl someone who has spent a lot of time with themselves and had to get clarity on what it is that she wants because if I didn't do that I would continue to go around in these circles making these fake ass vague ass goals that don't really mean anything to me and never reaching them and I think about other goals that women give to me that they think are going to make them confident like I you know the skinny goal and I've got a friend that reached out to me about her, her health and her wellness. And she's like, well, I don't really need workouts. Whatever, whatever anyone tells me they don't need workouts, I'm like, you fucking do. Um, I promise you, you do. Unless you have, when, like you've been a trainer or you have weightlifted before and you understand it, um, I promise you, you probably want someone writing your workouts for you if you have a clear goal. Nonetheless, she's like, I don't need your workouts. I just, you know, need help with nutrition, which by the way is every woman's thing. Like I need help with nutrition. And I need you guys to understand that any of these problems that we are dealing with, everything that I'm talking about, all of these stem from your mindset and the way that you view and you perceive things. You don't have a problem with nutrition. You know that you shouldn't overeat. You know what foods make you feel bloated and what doesn't. You know what foods actually give your body what it needs to, to function properly. You know that you should probably have more water than caffeine, soda, or alcohol. It's just there is some like programming and habits that are stuck in you that you need to work on. But as long as you keep trying to fix them from the outside, superficial stuff like, Bonnie, I just want to lose some weight. And I'm like, you don't have any fucking weight to lose. You're skinny as fuck already. Are you out of your mind? Um, again, this one isn't a vague goal. This one is a very clear goal, but it's a very, I don't want to say stupid, but it's just, it's not, it's not real. But for someone who's already skinny, if you will, to focus their sights on, I want to be skinnier because at the core, they think that being skinnier is going to make them happy, which leads us to that big ass goal of happiness. Again, you're going to, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. Because if you're already where you want to be, you're just confused about what you really want. Do you see where there's a disconnect? This is literally what happened to me, but insert skinny for successful. All this past, all year, I was like, I just want to be successful in my business. I just want to be successful in my business. And that's, success is a vague goal when you aren't clearly defining what that means to you. And now that I've clearly defined what success means to me, now I can stay, take a step back and stop trying to pursue something that society is telling me I should want and start focusing on what I actually want. So if you're listening and you're a lady and you, you resonate with the, I just want to be happy, I just want to be confident, and you feel attacked and because I'm telling you that those are vague ass goals and that's why you won't reach them or that's why you haven't reached them yet because you're lying to yourself, telling yourself that this is what you really want, all the while never clearly defining what you really want and staying on this hamster wheel of chasing happiness when you can't even fucking define what happiness means to you. It's the same thing.
And when I did that, I realized, yo, what, let, let's start, let's start here. Let's start with defining what happiness means to you. Let's start with defining what success means to you. And when I did that, okay, success to me means, um, you know, freedom of time. Success to me means I have employees that I'm able to pay well and compensate well and give benefits and give so many women across the world jobs, purpose, and meaning. Success to me means, and when I started doing those things and take a step back, I'm like, oh, wow, these things actually will you know help me reach this success quota that i wanted to reach but it actually now encompasses what i really want so i want you to do the same thing if you feel like you've had a really vague goal that you've never reached or are not on a clear path to reach let's 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 go ahead and define what confidence means to you let's go ahead and define what um, happiness means to you because at least now you have a clear heading you have a clear direction so if you're listening to this as a podcast please do this like uh, get some pen and paper out and write down what these things actually mean to you. Ooh, excuse me. Now to flip the script a little bit, let's look at what is actually making you unhappy or what is actually stealing your confidence away from you. Most people would say it's their job. My job is training my soul. I know the feeling. Or not now, guys, but like before. Or my marriage is draining my soul. Or my weight is making me insecure, so I'm not confident. My marriage is making me unhappy. And it's it's funny because it's it's like a loop with these things. So let let, let you see how they're all connected. So someone comes to me as a potential fitness client and they say they're unhappy with their weight and they want to feel happy and they want to feel confident. Okay, because they are not happy, they probably are at work also being not happy, which is just making them have an eight to 10 hour long stressful day. Granted, other people are probably not helping, but nonetheless, a person who is genuinely happy in their life um, is either going to get out of that like stressful job and find a way because they believe in themselves and they trust themselves enough to step out and find something, or um, they're, they're just gonna be someone that can, can bring down the negativity and it's not gonna affect them as much. But let's, let, let's go back to the example. So you're unhappy with your weight, which you take your unhappy negative attitude to the job place and, and it's like cancer and it spreads. And then you bring your stressed out self back home and so you're in your marriage and there's also unhappiness there or friction or whatever things happen in marriage because two people living together, there's bound to be you know differences of belief. But add on the fact that your weight is what's making you unhappy now your weight's also going to make you unhappy in your marriage because you're afraid to be naked in front of your spouse you guys aren't making love anymore you're wondering if he finds you attractive anymore or you know he doesn't find you attractive anymore you know that you guys aren't making any love and you know that there's no romance so it's like you go everywhere you go there's unhappiness your job your home if you go to the gym the gym because you're comparing yourself to other people and so your whole entire life is unhappiness at this point and the thing that just blows my mind is that when I talk to these women about these things, it's like I just can't bring myself to do anything about any of this. I want to sit with that for a minute. If you've made it this far to where you are able to clarify what's causing the unhappiness, what's causing you to feel unconfident or uncomfortable in your own skin, and you still say, I can't bring myself to do anything about it. I can't bring myself to work out. I can't bring myself to stop eating all of the time. I can't bring myself to, to um, wake up early or read a book or listen to a podcast or start working on my mindset and my personal development in any way, shape or form. I am just stuck and I'm helpless and there's nothing that I can do. I've got, you got, I got two categories for you guys. Are you ready? 
you either fall into the category of the prideful perfectionist or you fall into the category of the clueless criers. I wrote the whole post this morning about prideful perfectionists, how you know what could be done, what should be done, but rather than be seen as a failure or rather than be seen as somebody who tried and didn't just hit a home run on the very first try, you don't try. And it goes back to what I said in the beginning of the episode where you just stay in this hamster wheel. Like, yeah, I'm trying. You're not really trying though. You're saying that you are. And as a result, you get sympathy from that, which kind of bleeds into the other category of the clueless criers. Well, I have no idea what to do. I've tried everything and nothing works for me. And you know damn good and well that's not true. You know good and well that's not true. You know that there are things that can help you. You know that there are solutions. You know that there's another way, but you also know that it means it's gonna take work on your part. And if you've gotten so used to not working for what you want, and I don't mean literally like going to work, but if you've gotten used to not working for what you want, if you've gotten used to not fighting for what you want, if you have become conditioned to believe, here's a big one for women, if you've become conditioned to believe that no matter how hard you work, fight, or try, it doesn't make a difference anyways, this is probably a big issue for you is that deep down inside, you don't believe that anything that you do is going to make a difference. Let that sit for a moment and ask yourself, which one do I fall into? Am I, am I part of the prideful perfectionist crew where I'd rather be seen as someone that's always trying? She's working on that business. She's working on her weight loss. She's working on her mindset. She's working on her spirituality. Been going to church for years, but still has a nasty attitude. Been going to the gym for years, but still looks exactly the same because she's not really trying something. She's not really stretching herself. Been at that same job for years, building that business on the side, but isn't taking the big steps. Which one are you falling into? Because that's perfectionism right there. Or are you the clueless crier where you have been so beat down by life or you've been so beat down by society making you feel or not making you feel. You have allowed society to convince you that you are powerless and that you can't do anything. Is that you? I'm talking slower than I normally do because I know that I talk extremely fast when I get worked up and when I get excited about stuff like this. But I want these words to sink in. I'm so unbelievably obsessed with helping women get the fuck out of their head, it doesn't make any sense. I am up at hours of the night that I shouldn't be, coming up with content, trying to come up with courses. Well, maybe if I word it this way, what if I say it this way so that they get it? Because I don't think you understand just how much is on the line here. If I had never gotten my shit together, I look at all the clients and all the women and all the people that message me from the podcast and all the difference just myself is making. I'm just one person, which means that you are also one person who can make such a difference in this world. And so if you can't, if you're part of the clueless crier and I just can't bring myself to do anything or I, I can't put my big girl pants on and boss the fuck up because you're so in your head, here's a thought. Let's, let's remove you from the equation because you're a people pleaser and you're selfless and you want to help everybody. Okay. What about all the people that could see your story, that could see you and be like, wow, if she could do it, I can do it. Has that ever occurred to you? 
Many of you, many of my clients are people that are the first in their family to ever hire a life coach or a fitness coach, the first in their family to ever start reading like self-help books or start believing that they have the ability and the power to create something more than they've already seen and experienced. Maybe you're the first and that's awesome. You should be proud. It's like the first kid going to college. You're breaking the cycle. You're breaking the generational curses of settling for the society of mediocrity. Congratulations. But if all you're doing, and I, I, I hate saying this because I know that so many of you have such like very, very sensitive um, self-perception. But if all you're doing is listening to things, listening to podcasts, if all you're doing is watching and consuming and there's no action, how do you expect for things to ever change? How do you expect to feel confident in yourself when you're only doing the same thing you used to do. I'm so happy that you listen to the podcast. I'm so happy that you listen to the lives. I'm so happy that you sign up for the Ford, the free challenges. I am so freaking happy, girl. I'm proud of you. But there's more. There is more. That confidence that you seek in your own skin is gonna come from you getting out of your own skin. Well, that's rude. I know, it sucks. But the confidence that you seek is going to come from you putting yourself in places where you feel uncomfortable in situations and stepping out. The reason why, if you've been watching my journey, it looked like, okay, Bonnie's a fitness coach. Wait, is she a life coach? Wait, is she a life coach and, and no more fitness? Why? Because I was trying to figure out, like, how can I create something that helps women? I want to I replicate my journey. How can I replicate the fact that fitness help me step into my power and help me remember who I am and and now it changed my life. How can I how can I use that? I never wanted to get rid of fitness. I just had to take a step back and figure out how can I merge these two worlds or do I even have to? But the main premise behind our brand, mind and body is that for the women who are lacking in confidence, a lot of times that I found is that there's a big lack of masculine energy in their life. And the whole premise behind mind and body is the balance of the masculine and the feminine energy. I'm not gonna get super deep into those, but the mind represents the mindset. And a lot of the attributes of the masculine is to be logical and to be objective. That's where the mind comes in. And the embodiment is a very feminine attribute where we are embodying what we want, right? We're getting in touch with our creative flow and our creative energy. So that's where the name came from. And so everything that we do is going to come with a little bit of masculine energy and a little bit of feminine energy because I don't think that too much of one, I don't think that that's healthy. And from what I'm seeing, a lot of my ladies are really stuck in their feminine energy, their unhealed feminine energy, the brokenness, the smallness, that I have to get skinny because society conditioned me to play small. And so my, my subconscious seven-year-old mind here is play small, play small, be small. So that's all you want. You think that's all there is for you is to just be skinny. And you think that once you'll be skinny, you'll be loved. You think that once you'll be skinny, that you can present yourself to the world and then they will accept you and then they will love you. And then you hope maybe I'll, you'll love you too one day. It's the opposite. You need to grow. You need to expand. You don't need to get any smaller. Like granted, weight loss size, like sure, let's, let's you know, get into a healthy shape. But for those of you that your main focus is just to be small as heck, I want you to think about being as strong as you can be mentally and physically. 
So I'm gonna run down the tips. <laughs> Took, wow, 24 minutes into the episode of, of how you can step into your own skin and be confident as fuck. Number one, ownership. You need to take extreme ownership, okay? What don't you like about your life? What don't you like about your body? What don't you like about your business? What's not going well for you, right? What is it? Be clear. Instead of just, well, I wanna be healthy. Well, why do you wanna be healthy? Is it because you are unhealthy? Why do you want to be confident? Is it because you are unconfident and you don't love the way that you look and you don't like the way that you feel? Be fucking clear and then also take ownership of it. Nobody got you here but you. That's a tough pill to swallow, but nobody put a gun to your head and told you to marry someone that you didn't really love or that you saw red flags to. Nobody told you to stay at a job where you knew something wasn't right, but but like no one made you do anything. And we have some pretty shitty cards that we are dealt and pretty shitty uh, situations that we end up in in life. But I need you to understand that the, the, the situation, you don't have to stay anywhere. You don't get to choose what happens to you, but you get to choose how you respond. Take ownership. What don't you like about your life? Be clear AF, okay? How do we get here? Was I in a tough spot and I took whatever job I could, could, could take and then just stayed there? Was I having a tough season where all I could do was to eat and I just continued to eat? Did I not listen to my coaches when they told me to do certain things in my business and now it backfired and now I feel stuck? Like, Be real about what it is and then also be real about how we got there. Now, this is, this, is, this is the tough one, ownership. What am I doing to perpetuate this cycle? What am I doing? A lot of women say they have, a trouble, they have trouble with committing to things. And I'm like, okay, so you message me because you want to work with me and I'm trying to get you to you know, figure out what your next steps are, but you're afraid to commit because you never uh, showed up for your commitments in the past. I'm like, so what you're saying is, I know that this is a weak area for me, so I'm going to continue to not commit to things. What are you doing to perpetuate the cycle? I know that when I get emotional, I eat really bad foods. So instead of not buying the foods that tempt me, I'm going to keep buying them, you know, just in case I have a bad day. Even though I listen to Bonnie's podcast every day and she's giving me a ton of ways that I can deal with my issues that don't involve stuffing them down. What are you doing to perpetuate the cycle? Next. <laughs> You need to be open willing, open and willing to see these destructive patterns. I started putting that as one of my affirmations right now. I am available and open to see old destructive patterns and quickly break the cycle. That is one of the biggest issues that I see people have. They are not open to, to, to be like, okay, this is me. I fucked up. Okay, this is me. I'm the one that keeps making bad choices. Okay, this is me. I keep going back to the one thing that I need to get away from. Fuck. Right? Most people won't do that. But even less people, even fewer people will do the part where you're like, all right, I'm open and willing to see the error. Like, okay, okay, yes, it's me. And I'm open and willing to see where this is a problem and how like I, this whole weekend, literally, I could see like I was going through my day and, and like a little voice is like right now. And I'm like, what do you mean right now? And it's like, you could have been doing blah, 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 blah. But instead you're doing this. And so now you're gonna be rushed in the next 10 minutes all because you didn't do this before. And this is something that you always do, Bonnie. And I was like, fuck. Thank you, universe. I asked and you delivered. Final step of ownership is asking, well, what can I do now? If you've gotten clear about what you don't like, if you've gotten clear about how we got here so that we can see the red flags and the telltale signs in case it happens again, if you've gotten clear about what role you're playing to perpetuate this cycle, if you have declared to the universe, to God, to your guardian angels, whoever, that you are open and willing to see these things, ooh, Buckle in, it's gonna get deep.
I promise you. It's gonna be a lot of crying, but it's gonna be really good crying. Cause you're gonna be like, what? I could have gotten out of this phase a long time ago. <laughs> um, and then ask, what can I do now? What can I do now? I promise you ladies, I promise you with everything within me, when you ask, what can I do now? And you say things like I'm open, willing and ready. I promise you, you will start to see things in your path that you didn't see before. Opportunities that didn't seem to exist before will present themselves. You'll see Bonnie posting about a challenge and you're like, this was destiny. I knew I needed something to get on my shit. I promise you. I have women that have joined challenges all the time say that like, yo, this came at the right time. I had just decided it was time to get my shit together. And then I saw one of your posts where you're always yelling, like doing my challenge. So this is what it's like to be in alignment. And I would love that for you. Number two, number two tip for getting confident is fuck and happy in your own skin and in your life is step tapping into your masculine energy. I'm going to give you one, two, three, four very clear masculine traits that a lot of women are lacking, um, especially if they are surrounded by alpha energy. I notice this in myself. I go into default mode, which is little girl mode because I didn't get to be a little girl. And so when I'm around energy that is very powerful and strong, like my male mentors or uh, super, super alpha females, well, not anymore, but definitely the, the males because my father didn't live with us, right? So... And I didn't get to be a little girl because life was crazy in my house. So when there is that strong, powerful energy, the Bonnie that is usually that strong energy just kind of like reverts to default mode and goes into little girl mode and lets other people run the show and just kind of like bites my nails. That is something that I'm aware of. This is what I'm, that's what I'm doing to perpetuate the cycle. That's what I was doing to perpetuate the lack of confidence is that I would go into my default mode. So that's something that you may want to look into. Um, nonetheless, I'm going to give you four traits of masculine energy that you can tap into and that you can be uh, hyper aware to start practicing so that you don't go into default mode and stop, don't go into sad bitch mode and don't go into I can't do anything mode. Okay. Uh, decisiveness. That means instead of going back and fence, I got to think about it. I, I don't know. I need to look at this. I need, okay, cool, cool. I get it. I get it. You want to be logical. You want things to make sense. But I also know that you, will over, you are more likely to talk yourself out of doing something good than you are to talk yourself out of doing something or into doing something. What the heck, Bonnie? You're more likely to talk yourself out of doing something good for yourself than you are likely to talk yourself into doing it. I hope that that made sense because I can't do that sentence again. Decisiveness. Practice decisiveness. If you say you're going to go to the gym, take your fucking ass to the gym. If you run out of time, life is crazy, the day is crazy, go for 10 minutes. Yeah, I said it. Go in and get on the elliptical. Why? Because you are practicing the art of doing what you said you're going to do and committing to your commitments. You'll be surprised at how proud of yourself you are by doing something stupid like that. If you can't make it to the gym because it's closed, what's stopping you from putting on some music in your living room and your bedroom and just dancing? That's a workout. What's stopping you from popping a squat? What's stopping you from taking a walk? We have so many excuses and so many ways that we will just finagle out of our commitment. Stop fucking doing that. Masculine energy trait number one, be decisive and fucking commit. Okay. Number two, masculine energy is action based. So those kind of go hand in hand. Be decisive, like, okay, I'm going to do this, and then actually do it. That, that, that's like part two. So an example, I'm going to keep using my challenge because it starts Monday. Shameless promotion, I don't give a fuck. So decide that you're going to join the challenge, but the next step is to actually do the stuff. Many of women will sign up and then just disappear into the abyss. Like, yes, 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 I'm doing it, and then just disappear. 
even if it means reaching out and being like, hey, I signed up for this and I'm actually just not able to do it right now, um, but I really don't want to quit on yet another thing. What can I do to still say that I completed this? And I'll give you some things that you can do so that you can finish and still feel like, wow, okay, I feel good about myself. Now I can try this again when I'm in a better position. Instead of going into clueless, what, what did I call it? Clueless crybaby mode, like I don't know what to do. So I'm just gonna quit. I knew I couldn't do this, stop that. That's not serving you, you know it's not. And it sounds pitiful. And this is why you don't believe in yourself. Stop doing that shit. Number three, risk taking. Masculine energy is very risk taking. And I don't just mean like with things like the show Jackass or people doing crazy sports. I mean like they take risks. And a lot of us are afraid to take risks, but I wanna challenge you to take that leap. All these women that you look up to that are doing big things in their businesses, that are making big waves in the world, they took a risk. Me saying that this is the kind of platform that I want to create, like that's a big fucking risk. And as a result, like I am forced to get confident because there's no way in hell that I could keep showing up every day and saying that this is my life's mission if I wasn't confident in it. Committing and taking action and taking risks, literally right there, boost your confidence 10 times and you don't even have to like, that, that, that's free money right there, free money right there. Like that's how you boost your confidence in a story, in a podcast. And number four, learning to be objective. We are extremely subjective in our feminine energy because of our emotions. And I need you sometimes to just look at shit for what it is. That's kind of like a, an extension of number one, ownership. Because when you're taking ownership, you're just looking at it for what it is. You're not, well, he said this to me and that's why I did this. And I was sad. great, 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 fucking great. But the fact of the matter is you didn't do it. Well, I was gonna do this this week, but this and this has happened. Awesome. But the fact of the matter is you still didn't do it. Sit with that, be real with yourself and figure out how we're going to get out of our feelings and out of our head and get into action mode so that we can actually get shit done. And then last tip is now balancing that out with your feminine superpower of emotions, right? The reason why I started with these vague ass goals of healthy and confident is because I need you to dig in deep and tell me what that means to you. I need you to dig in deep and attach this goal to an emotion because as females, your emotional authority, your, your emotions, your, your like that is your strength and it has been demonized against you to be your weakness. I'm here to wake you up and tell you it's not. Because when I'm emotionally attached to something, I am obsessed with it and I will fight relentlessly for it. When I am upset with something, if I can channel that anger and transmute it into creativity, create it or transmute it into action, transmute it into creating something that fixes the problem that has me upset, that is pure magic. I don't have to rely on willpower because it is something that deeply resonates with me. And as ladies, that is your superpower. And the fact that you can't find something that deeply resonates you is a telltale sign that you need to spend a lot more time finding yourself then you need to be on the internet worried about what the fuck everybody else is doing, especially celebrities that you're never going to meet. Sorry, let's get back into my feminine energy. <laughs> but no, tip number three is attaching your goal to something that has emotional resonance, something that moves you, something that gets you worked up like Bonnie when she's talking about personal development, something that actually matters. And ways that you can tap into your feminine energy is writing. Because when you write something, you connect with it more than when you type it, write it out. If you want journaling prompts or journaling techniques, like just comment on this post or shoot me a DM on some social media and be like, hey, um, I'm struggling with blah, blah, blah. Uh, do you have any journal prompts that I can, you know, look into or what would you suggest? I got you. Okay. Visualize it. When you can visualize something, your subconscious brain, little seven-year-old you, thinks it's real. She thinks it's real. And part of my journey, my weight loss journey would be on the damn stair stepper 
crying sometimes because I was so depressed, but I would still be on that stair stepper. You know why? Because I was so attached. I was so like bought and sold on this idea of me being confident in my own skin, of me being able to dance and not care if I dance bad or not care if my roles move when I dance. I just was so emotionally connected to the idea of me dancing like nobody was watching that I kept going. Every painful step of the Stairmaster, I kept going. It wasn't willpower, it was my strong ass feminine emotion. I would visualize myself dancing, and back then I was a, a dance coach in church, and I would visualize myself dancing with the students and not being afraid. I just, I just, I, I would, I had the best visions, and those kept me going. And I don't know. I just, I was looking at my notes, and it just reminded me, like that, 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 that hard work, and and the work that I put in for that, that visualization, that connecting to that goal and that emotions is how. What was it? Last year in March. I remember March, right before my business blew up, I went to Daytona Beach and I spent a day out there by myself and 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 I went out there in a, in a two piece and I was so confident in myself that I put my beats on and I literally danced up and down Cocoa Beach in front of everybody, like listening to Lady Gaga, listening to all of my jams just like this. And I would stop and there'd be some people laughing and I'd stop and there'd be some people stopping to dance with me. And I didn't care, I really didn't care. I was having the best time of my life by myself, free, in my own skin. And I was so thankful to Bonnie who was taking all of those steps on the Stairmasters through her tears because she knew that one day this would be her. When I was on a cruise last November, I did the same thing. I found a nice clear area on the deck. I started doing pull-ups because I was so proud of myself. I just grabbed a bar on the ship and just started doing pull-ups. And then I had my music on and I just started shuffling and dancing. And everyone was just looking at me like, that girl's crazy or she's having a good time. I didn't care because I had already lived this moment several years ago. I visualized it, I connected with it, and now it was happening. The confidence that doesn't care what anybody says. The happiness that just dances as if nobody's watching. That's what helped me get there, these three things. And this was long before any, I hired my, my first coach or knew anything. These are the things that I did. I started taking ownership. I started tapping into my masculine energy and getting into exercising. And then I started tapping into my feminine superpower of my emotion and connecting my goals to that. So I didn't have to rely on willpower. I relied on my strong emotional desire to create that outcome. So to recap, ownership, masculine energy and feminine energy, you put those two together, you'll have a you'll have a lot better time creating a compelling goal versus I'm just happy or I just want to be confident. So I hope that you guys got some value from this today. It's a 40 minute long podcast. I do apologize, but I really wanted to make sure that I drove these points home, talk slower so that you guys could digest some of this stuff and really, really just connect with you on these pain points. If you're listening to this and you're like, Bonnie, I don't know where to start with any of this. This all sounds great, but like, I really don't know what to do. Um, again, shoot me a message. I don't bite. I want to point you in the right direction, even if it's not with me. I want you to get your life together. I don't know you, but I care so much about you. Like, this is just something that God has put in my heart and I'm here to serve and I'm here to help you get to where you need to be because I truly believe that if we all step into who we are meant to be like that, that's how you make the world a better place. Like you can make all the laws that you want to, you can do all this stuff, but when everyone is being the adult, the human that they were created to be, it's a ripple effect and we do change the world that way. If you're listening to this and you're like, okay, you've talked about this challenge like a lot, what is it? Why is it? And how would this help me? The mind and body challenges 
It's not just a fitness challenge. This isn't a weight loss challenge. This isn't a rush to who can lose weight the fastest. This is six weeks for you dedicating yourself to balancing your masculine and your feminine energy. This is six weeks to you dedicating to, okay, said, I'm going to exercise. I said, I'm going to do these things. And you doing what I talked about with the masculine, making a decision, being action-based, committing to it, following through, taking risks. Okay. And on the other end, you're going to get so much value. You're going to get so many new I don't want to call them life hacks, but new ways to exist, new ways to step into your feminine without feeling like a softy, new ways to start loving yourself and spending time with yourself without wanting to run away from yourself. So if you're listening to this and you're like, yo, I really do, like, I, I need something like that. I do need to get back in touch with myself. I do need to take my life back. I do need to take my health back. I do need some time to just focus on me. Shoot me a message. I'm going to drop the link in the bio for the challenge. If you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes, the link will be in the show notes. Again, I hope you guys got an insane amount of value from this today. I love you to the moon and back. Can't wait to see and see the messages from you guys about just what you're doing and the steps that you're making and the decisions that you decided to stick to. And um, yeah, guys, continue showing up for you. Continue taking the baby steps, but also start taking some bigger leaps. That's when you'll start to feel confident in yourself. So you know the deal. Like, share, comment if you got value from this post. And until next time, guys, I love you. I believe in you. Now go get your mother truck in life. Peace.